0: Hi Reads and Weeds listeners, this is Shelly Smith. Sometimes we just really get into the conversation and don't want the show to be over, and that's what happened here. We just hung out on Zoom and kept talking. Claire Forrester, who's been on the show a lot, and I both love Heather Jay, and we love this series that she's writing. This is the second book of hers that we've done. Go check them both out on Shorty, Books.com, S-H-O-R-T-Y-B-O-O-K-S.com, um, and check out the first episode we did, episode 47, about maybe Shorty should be a detective. we This little section is just about how bad we want it to be a series, and if it was a series, what it would be like, and I ask a bunch of silly questions, very naive, about the industry, so... So fun. So um, find me on Reads and Weeds on Instagram and ReadsandWeeds.com and uh, subscribe, like, rate and review and tell us where you are and what you're reading. Bye. Such such about show. Talking about psych. Yeah. yeah, such yeah.
1: A, it's such a brilliantly written show. And so I, I wanted I want Chelsea's uh, show, if she ever gets a show, to kind of have that same I want it to be a murder, but I want it to be kind of funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a dark is. humor yeah so uh I was like it's, just, it's a mix between psych and berry for me yeah. in my head
0: that's a great and so action. you know psych is a really good one too because Santa Barbara is such a rich uh yeah is is a I mean it's not like as much as I think Detroit would be but mm-hmm. it's still there's a lot of like beautiful scenery of Santa Barbara mm-hmm. and just you know the general vibe is is a part of that show too so yeah i was
1: thinking about starting a discussion thread either on facebook or clubhouse where let's compare and contrast father-son relationships and let's take sean and uh corbin Burnson, henry yeah and then let's compare and contrast them to fred sanford and lamont sanford Because it's, <laughs> it's not a lot of shows where it's just father and son you know so right to see how they because they both have my father loves sanford and son he watches it every night on youtube So it's like, oh my God, it's still hilarious. It's still a hilarious show. I watched every Samson. Their relationship was so um, antagonistic Mm -hmm. and Henry and Sean had such an antagonistic relationship. And I'm just, and I, I look at my own son and his father and they love each other, but my ex-husband gets on my son's nerves. You know, what I mean? so it's just like, is this just a father-son thing? Is this just a rite of passage where you just, it's like you have to overthrow the king kind of thing. And I was thinking that would be a good discussion, sure. but so many people don't watch the show. I'm like, how are you not watching? It's free on prime. Go watch it now. It's still yeah. good.
0: <laughs> it's a great show to me. And there's so many episodes. There's so many episodes. Oh my God. Yeah.
1: It was on for a really it came on after Monk. On the USA channel, yes. and I, I watched it in real time because I loved Monk, and then Psych came on after Monk, so that was like a Friday night. You watch Monk, you watch Psych. Well, I did, and then you go to the club. That was always me, and then you go to the club or <laughs> whatever. So, because like the club don't start to eleven, then this one TV go off, so you go to club after. So yeah, that's oh the, um, that's that, that's definitely an influence for me, and and because of COVID, like people are talking. I was like, I should just I should just sweet James Jordan and be like, help me, you know. what I mean? <laughs> like tell me what to do next
0: yes so, yes well I'll tell you keep pitching I don't know how how many people you have to pitch to or whatever but it's so rich there's so much opportunity so many rich characters to be played and just oh my yeah, god you, when you when you pitch a show you have to, you have
1: to be able to pitch five seasons so they're not interested Done. in you know so that's one of the reasons why i wanted her to have a full universe like i gotta bring in new characters every book so that you can see the five seasons in the series like well she could you know she got all new these orleans
0: yeah. there's new orleans there's like the fontaine backstory i think is mm-hmm. a whole thing i think um diane is a thing i think i was thinking um, about doing
1: a prequel a diane french prequel where the kids were little And you maybe, maybe show you where Chelsea got some of her gift from or something, you know, maybe have,
0: is she curious too? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I love it. um, it. There's There's easily five seasons. There's there's one
1: of the scenes that didn't make it into one of the books. I can't remember which one. It's a scene where Chelsea comes up to the, I mean, where Diane comes up to the school where Chelsea's like eight years old and she's being just this little smart, precocious kid. And the other kids are making fun of her because one thing about being smart and black is there was always a, there was always a conflict of being smart and black because when you were too smart, your peers would be like, you're acting white. yeah, And you don't have to understand it. It's just a thing that happened and um, having kind of Chelsea be this girl and she's just, she, she has a photographic memory and she's just, at eight years old, she's just wowing the principal and wowing, and her mother's so proud of her. And these little girls are being mean to her. And then Diane's mean to the little girls mm-hmm. and in a way that only a black mama could, you know, cause normal people would say those are children, but Diane would say, fuck them kids. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. oh yeah. Um, and then I didn't, oh, yeah, I didn't I put that. it in, the, I, might, maybe, I might put it in book three cause it's, it's still a great scene to me. But again, yeah. it, it kind of took us away from the story. But i was like i want you to see that chelsea had the gift you know when she was younger and diane just was not equipped she knew she was destined for something she didn't know what yeah. you know what i mean but i know i know my baby girl can do something or
0: whatever I, so i feel like there's so easily five seasons just because you can go into like on the wire they're they just stay cops but they they in this episode they they, and this whole season it's about school and this whole season it's about the shipping containers this whole season it's about you know but it's just these five bros trying to (laughs) solve crime you know it's like
1: but the wire if you read you can go online and look up the treatment for the wire it's 80 pages it's 80 80, pages oh yeah it's because they wrote out they pitched five seasons yeah oh yeah they weren't playing with the wire. The wire is one of the best it's written shows of all time. It's it a masterpiece. Is, it really
0: is. But when I think about ch- Chelsea, right? There's, there's, there's all Detroit that you can mm-hmm. use. Then there's New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Then there's um, well, the child. Then there's the grocery store the grocery store. You can have a whole like episode
1: there's, where there's a murder in the grocery store.
0: That's common. I'm like, somebody's got to die in the freezer section or something, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then there's, and then there's the love triangles and things. And then there's growing up, like Rashad's yeah. got to change. Carter's got to change. Romeo's got to change. Lee B, like all that has yeah. to take itself out. That's a whole, there's five, easily five seasons. Yeah. There's I, I can of, be a what are people that just sit around and generate ideas that so that you can have five seasons? Can I do I that? I'll, I'll do I, that for you. Shelly,
1: I promise you, if I get a series, I will hire you as one of my writers. Okay. I will put you on my writers team.
0: I'll even write. I have no just, problem.
1: I'll, just, love I'll just
0: write and write and write and be like, what if this happens to this person? What if these two met here? What if these people just like write and write and write? Because if, if you give me some parameters, yeah. I can go. Do you know what I mean? Like
1: this guy, the hardest part about the mystery is is well no, well, yeah. The hardest part about a mystery is is just solving the case before you write it. Mm-hmm. So that, that sometimes that's a couple of days of you being like, So who really did? Because at first you're like, all right, so you're walking down the street and you stumble on a dead body in the alley. All right, so now we got this. And then at certain point you're going, Well, wait, who killed this man? Because you don't even know. You're <laughs> like, who killed this man? Yeah, and yeah. then you gotta gotta start writing backwards and dropping the clues and stuff
0: yeah or whatever
1: so that but once you get past that that's why book three is only just not getting started because i had to actually solve the case myself and i was like Mm -hmm. okay so that's the killer all right let's start writing you know (laughs) like we got it we know who did it now or whatever so yeah that's that's the challenge but once you get past that and i definitely wanted um experienced mystery people okay i'm gonna tell you guys this idea i have all right, so, because I feel like I can sell this one before I can sell Chelsea, and then once I get my foot in the door, I think there should be a prequel to Murder, She Wrote that takes place in 1950 Cabot Cove with a young Jessica Fletcher, the school teacher, and her handsome husband, Frank, and Jessica is, because you know, Cabot Cove is like, you know, if somebody died every week, like, what kind of town is this? And kind of give it a uh, Sabrina, the teenage witch, work up where it's kind of like the town itself is a little macabre and then jessica's kind of and then it you know whatever it is however many seasons it runs it ends where you understand how she became the jessica fletcher that we knew that is an idea i think i can sell much easier because everybody and and, you know remakes and reboots and everything are the big thing can you not just start
0: so who do you know that works at studios everybody that's how oh, LA you, is.
1: LA is an industry town. Everybody works in the studio. It's okay. Not, have they the all read part. it? Have they all read it? No, that's the hard part. Getting people to read your work and getting people to kind of invest in you. That's where comedy comes in. You rip a stage in LA, somebody's like, hey, let's do a meeting. And then that's when you, and but it takes a minute to get to that point because um, LA knows that they have the ability to change your life. So because they know that they're not about to just let anybody go up on that stage. You gotta pay your dues. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta earn it. So <laughs> right before COVID, I was just starting to get on those kinds of shows. Mm-hmm. Just start- I had a show with Keenan, uh, Keenan from SNL. Oh and shut the fuck up. right before um right before COVID hit. And then we got an email like all oh, the shows canceled and we're gonna reschedule as soon as all this blows over. And that was oh, in God. in April of last year and then we had an email a couple of weeks ago where she's like, Well you guys just wanna we were thinking about doing the show online and just doing a zoom. Would you be willing to do the show as a Zoom? And I'm like, yeah, I, you know, I'm I'm used to Zoom shows now. I was like, I'll do the show as a Zoom, whatever. I still want to work with Keen, you know, I still want to do something with Keenan or whatever. And um I'm willing to do it. But before that, like I was I had just started hosting a show at the comedy store. I'd hosted Crack 'em up for oh, the first time man. right before. So I was just kind of getting where I would be able to be on on a stage where somebody would see me and say, hey, let's do a meeting. So I'm not worrying about it. I just want to make sure, I feel like this bought me another year to be even more prepared than I thought I was last year. I realize now I'm much more prepared now than I was last year. And I want to throw a few things at them that are in the genre of what they're doing, which is reboots and remakes. So I came up with an idea for a prequel to Murder, She Wrote, and I came up with a sequel to Matlock. Because the Hallmark Channel, that's all they do is mystery. So oh. I was like, I could maybe pitch this to Hallmark or something. And again, just get my foot in the door. And then from there say, okay, now this is my book series. Mm-hmm. Because unfortunately, they really don't know what to do with Black women in Hollywood. They kind of see us as these kind of, you know, monolithic stereotypes. So to kind of get them out of that and say, no, uh, uh, this she could carry. Are this there stuff. any
0: like burgeoning networks
1: that are trying oh,
0: yeah. to
1: be different. There are so many new new networks because they're they're getting apps and they're getting apps on Roku, and I'm I'm willing to talk to them. They just have to have a budget because what we're not. Because somebody actually told me they were film. They were like, I'll do. Um, but he's a friend of mine. He's from Detroit, but he lives in I think he lives in Atlanta, and he does a ton of. They're calling him the, the the king of black Christmas movies because he had like six black Christmas movies out over the holidays. <laughs> he's like he's working, he's definitely a working actor. Yeah. He works for smaller studios, um, but he's he's successful. He's very successful. And um, he was like, Heather, he read it. He was like, Heather, I'm getting your book right now. Uh, we're gonna film this. And I was like, no, because if you don't have the budget that I need, because what we're not gonna do is half-ass Chelsea.
0: Yeah. So no we're shit. not gonna Tyler Perry no wig
1: Chelsea. So I was like, no. So unless I know you got the budget, um, we can film it in Detroit. We can use Detroit actors. All that doesn't bother me, but we are not cutting corners on that production. And I end up with some uh, some gas station BS that nobody watches because it looks like crap or it it just looks shitty. So I was like, no, 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 no. I would would rather just wait. I I said, this is like my Pulp Fiction. Tarantino did other things before Pulp Fiction because he wanted to make sure he did Pulp Fiction the way he wanted to do it. Yeah, and that's how I feel. Like I'm like, okay, no, no, I'll just do something else.
0: Yeah, until I I hear you
1: correctly, and I'll just keep writing books. And the more books I have, the better. I mean, look at Midsummer Murders. It's been on for twenty years, and that woman wrote four books, and that series has been on for twenty years. What's it called,
0: Midsummer Murders?
1: Yeah, it's a British show. Oh my gosh! It's like like one of the most longest-running murder shows of all time. And every week, what did we talk about?
0: We talked about Psych, we talked about Midsummer Murders, and then one other thing. Midsummer Murders is a book too, so if you wanna read the and book Barry. first and then watch the show. Oh, Barry. But it's free on Prime. No, what was the first TV show that we talked about? Oh, Barry. Barry, oh my God, right. I look, loved Barry, that was so weird. Have right. you ever heard Bill Hader talk about how he wrapped his head around doing that? No, about- oh,
1: what is it on YouTube?
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't know, I went on some kind of deep dive behind the scenes Barry thing. And he was talking about how, you know, in this show, he's doing something that he really doesn't want to do and he hates doing, but he's really, really good at it. And people are like, just keep doing it because you're really, really good. And he's like, no, 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 I hate it. It makes me feel terrible. But when he was first acting and doing improv, that's how he felt. Mm-hmm. everybody was like no you're great you're great just go up, and do it and he was he had stage fright so bad that he was like mm-hmm. there's no way I can do this there's no way and then he'd go up and kind of like black out and do his thing and come mm-hmm. back and feel horrible and be just
1: just be just be brilliant
0: and be brilliant be- <laughs> but, but it was horrible and that's how he approached like the killing thing he's mm-hmm. like what if you're just really really good at this and so you got to do it because it's what you're really good at, but it feels terrible. He's like, that's yeah. the way acting felt for me. People were like, right. you got to keep doing it because you're really good. And he was like, I can't, I'm sick, <laughs> this is horrible. And he like, didn't want to do it, but he was just Barry really, was really
1: brilliant. good. I, I, yeah. I, that's one of those ones where you're like, I wish I would have come up with that idea. Like, I wish that would have been my idea. So like, that, it was. It's so It's such a brilliant concept.
0: Oh, yeah oh yeah it's good well hey ladies i think i'm about to get kicked off of zoom here um because we went over but that was so good i love these books heather
1: uh, thank you so much i really do appreciate the love
0: you guys don't know Mm -hmm. what it means
1: to me because i wanted to write a book that i didn't want to write a book for the hood i just wanted (laughs) to write a hood book you know what i mean so it's like i wanted i wanted everybody to be able to read the book and enjoy the book so it means a lot to me Cause I'm going to be real with you, Shelley and Claire. I love you to death, but you were not the demographic I ever thought would be uh, loving my Chelsea as much as you do. So I just, really it
0: inspires me. It inspires me. <laughs> really? It's just a good, it's just a good, it's good character. Well, I guess I'm, we're both crazy readers too. Mm-hmm. So you've got a picture that, like I'm, I do not have a genre that I read. Mm -hmm. I'll read anything. Do you know what I mean? What is this? A magazine about tractors? I'm going to read the whole thing. You know, like, what is this? Children's, uh, how to learn math using frogs? Okay. Yep. I want to read that. (laughs) Like when I got on the whole mushrooms, like that mycophilia book, and I was reading it with two people who love to search for mushrooms and another guy who farms mushrooms. Yeah. And we talked about every kind of mushroom and mushroom conferences (laughs) and and I was like, Then we watched this documentary of this woman who's like a tree expert, and she talks Mm. all about trees and this Irish accent. I'm like, fuck, gotta read all (laughs) her books. Gotta read all her books, you know? Like, so I'm like, so I'm, so I think we're fiends, but there are books I don't like. Yeah, Mm -hmm. So that's not um, to say that we don't have good taste just because we read a lot of different things. I mean, I saw so many people that I think would love, that I would love, I mean, for me, that's the only bad part about eBooks is that is that I like I like to lend people books. I like to give some. Hey, I read this. You have got to read this. And you can
1: I forward see. the PDF. <laughs> Just I can do, do that. Then, yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't. A part part of uh, Part of book marketing is definitely giving away a lot of copies. Yeah. So there's, I never mind uh, giving people books at all. If I when, if I had hard copies, I'd give people hard copies. Yeah. Um, I just don't have any. I honestly just don't have any. But if I did, I was giving out cop- book, copies of the book all the time. And then like our friend Candace, if I saw, you know, the dude that I know would give me $100 for the book just because he wanted to support me, you know, yeah. I'd be like, okay, hey, so you just bought 10 books. I got nine. I can give away now
0: or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And I was definitely
1: yeah. like young people, teenage girls and stuff. I always give them books because I want them to see that. Uh, I wanted them to see a heroine that could come from where they came from. You know what yeah, I feel so. like
0: just the right person needs to see this book. I'm just like, yeah. I don't know.
1: Well, yeah. You just gotta keep writing until you meet the right person. Because, like you said, mm-hmm. when you once you get to that place where you're at Kevin Hart's house and he's like pitch me or whatever, you want to make sure that you can answer every question, you can object to every. Well, we can't because you know what I mean. Oh, no, yes we can because you know you want to make sure that you can speak intelligently about yes, your offering. Yes. Because you're you're asking someone to invest millions of dollars into into you, so you want to make sure that you can sell yourself adequately.
0: Can we uh, mail exceptionally. it directly to Shonda Rhimes? Can we mail it directly? <laughs> to I feel to like so. Here's the thing about Shonda and Ava.
1: I feel like I feel like I love them, and I love them for who they are. But I'm not sure if we would get along. You know, <laughs> it's, so nice. it's like, I feel like Shonda would try to change my story, and I don't have to be like, "No, girl, we're not gonna do that." Well, I'm just I, thinking I think of that Romeo should be a doctor no he's not
0: a doctor he's yeah yeah <laughs> I just I was she's on my mind because I was supposed to start planet ant had this um comedy songwriting class and I signed up for it it was supposed to start on Tuesday night and I was so excited and then they canceled it for some reason and I was so bummed but I I didn't want because one of my goals this year is just to like Keep really learning. Like it mm-hmm. is like really focusing on learning is really helping me out here in the last yes. many months. And so, um, I just want to keep learning. So I'm like, oh no, I need like an official thing to learn. That class was gonna. Be, I was planning mm-hmm. on that class being like an anchor. You know, something to do every Tuesday, something to practice, something. To yeah. Do. And so I ended up getting the masterclass subscription yeah Mm -hmm. and last night I sat and looked at like you know there's a David Sedaris class Mm -hmm. there's a Margaret Atwood class there's a and I was just like ah and there's a Shonda Rhimes class and I was like I don't even know where to start I'm freaking out there's a James Patterson class
1: yeah yeah "Ah!" So I, I did a free trial. I did one of them um, at the beginning of. That's where I was at the beginning of COVID. I was like, I got to learn something.
0: Yeah. And I
1: did one of them, and I I think I read something. Oh, Shonda Rhimes has a book,
0: mm-hmm. and my
1: friend sent me her book, her biog- or her nonfiction or whatever, where she kind of breaks down her process and everything in the book. So she's she's so her voice is so defined, so well defined. I know that she would her voice would take my voice. And it's like, and she's oh, the pockets, you know, God. she's the boss. So it, her voice would
0: have to take my voice. And it was like, ah. even, I never even thought about, it. I'm nah. thinking like, I want to get it made. Oh my God. Do you, do you know what you guys would appreciate? I think there's, a, there's something on Amazon prime, I think, or Netflix that is like the making of dirty dancing, oh. the making of dirty dancing. And the story is so good. Like the story is so good. The two women that made that people were like oh (laughs) it's it was it's riveting and like uh Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Gray had just done Red Dawn and they like didn't really get along that well Mm -hmm. and um so some of the takes you know where she's frustrated and giggly and he's like they're just real they're just him being like if you don't fucking (laughs) Make this work, you know. And sometimes he was trying to be like, I'm gonna stand on this log. And she was kind of like, We're really high up, (laughs) you know, we're high (laughs) up and like I'm gonna fall. And so a lot of that was real, and it came across as really good chemistry, but it was real, like it was kind of antagonistic a little bit, but also the women that made it, the thing you're saying about I want it to be exactly my voice, my vision. Right at the end of making the movie, they tried to get them to take the abortion out. Mm. And the producer was like, the writer was like, the abort, that's the only reason why her dad's disappointed in her. That's the only reason why she wanted yeah. dance. That's the only reason why she learns the dance. That's the only reason why Johnny is that's the only reason why the other guy, you know, like it's so critical. And that's why a lot of people wouldn't fund the movie. Mm. And they didn't think that i mean it's great it's great because they totally held to this vision and they had a very short amount of time to make it and every time you know how when johnny like jumps you know like during the very last scene at the dinner and he Mm -hmm. and he jumps and he lands
1: Mm
0: -hmm. for the dance and he had like a an injured knee at that point Mm. And they kept making him retake it, and they show it in the making of the movie. They show him every time he lands, he's like, like he's yeah. Every time he lands on that day, and he and he comes walking by, and he's like, I think I've got one more in me.
1: Yeah,
0: like like, I can't handle it. I can't do the take. It's so fucking good. (laughs) Thank
1: you. I just love. I'm here for Patrick Swayze. Anything Patrick Swayze, I am here for
0: it. I'm here for (laughs) it. yeah yeah and it's, it's I it's, love him so much yes yes there's not I don't think there's a Patrick I like I feel like I've seen them all like Red Dawn I saw a million times Dirty Dancing a million times like Roadhouse like I've seen Row Roadhouse so every day <laughs> wake up in the morning turn on Roadhouse ever. it's such a purely
1: 80s Film. It's just oh, such a surely, you know, where the, where the villains were so there was no dynamic to the villains. They were just bad for no reason. <laughs> like, you're just going <laughs> to kick somebody for no reason. And then here comes back. Pat. Because, like, now that you're an adult and you have an education and you understand economics and business, you're like, Patrick Swayze's job, he was not a bouncer. He actually was there to build that, to grow the business. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Because yeah. their their behavior was messing up money. So it's like I'm going to get your business. He was the guy that comes in and, and fires everybody on a corporate level. They call him a um. What do they call him like, when a they cleaner? come in? Uh, they they call them the um. They come Oh, oh god, I can't think. Of my, it's 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 my cycle week, guys. My brain is always Mur- murders and me too. Me too. And they uh the the person that kind of comes in and um economizes the the workforce.
0: Yeah. And. That, for the purpose
1: of productivity and profitability, and yeah. it says in the '80s you, you reduced him to a bouncer, but really he was so much more than that. He was yeah. so much more than that. He was he was a corporate shark in black jeans. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, he could have made a hundred thousand oh. dollars on Wall Street
0: with his skill set. The first time that they suggested Patrick Swayze, um, he had not put on his resume. That he could dance, he yeah. didn't have. To, so they said, you know, we can't really have him because he can't dance. And somebody on the crew was like, "No, I used to do a show with him, and he danced every day." Yeah, he's a. But he wasn't trying to. <laughs> he wasn't trying to see himself as a dancer. He was trying to see yeah. himself as an actor. He was trying to brand himself as an actor, not a dancer, because he didn't want to get stuck in dancing roles. Yeah, it's like, it's like did you see the Outsiders? Like they danced. Yeah. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! I love the Outsiders. Oh my Again,
1: it's god. A I can't watch okay. the outsiders oh. every day, but like maybe twice a year I could just watch the outsiders. Yeah.
0: I might know it heart by heart, really. We it's happening in the
1: seventh grade. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: So vividly. Okay. All right, oh my guys. god! That was so fun, y'all. Going. So fun. Thank you so you much. Were Keep awesome. writing. Keep writing and writing and writing. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. I'll see you guys later. Okay.